Well, welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga fan podcast. We are now going to cover <laughs> Midnight Sun Chapter 12. One chapter. Whole episode, just like the last time. Right, babe? Yep. Just like the last time. Just like the last time. Now, I... <laughs> the only thing this is doing is making my desire for something sweet higher. Okay. Uh, I do not have a bullet point list of notes like I had for the last time. I just have separate, several <laughs> sections of this chapter highlighted. I think this will be a very short episode. Okay. What's wrong? Nothing. Okay. So I'm playing my part. Remember, you gave me permission in the last episode to. Yes, I do remember that. Yes. Complications is the title of the chapter. Again, mirroring the chapter title that was found in Twilight. Twilight. I think there's a divergence beyond that. That's a that's a. Lot. I I got it. Yeah. Which we've never, I've never read the Divergent series of books. Really? You have. I have. I've seen the movies. The movies are, I'd give it three out of five stars. And that not great. I never saw the last one. Yeah. Because it aired on television, I think. Really? Yeah, a network, a network played it. Um, yeah, the second one is the, was it the second? I don't remember it. Those have been a long time ago. Gotcha. So let's see here. So there was something Angela wanted after all. Unfortunately, it wasn't something that could be easily gift wrapped. And it was. Uh, I don't know. I think they handled it pretty easily. <laughs> well, yeah, because he he knew human uh, uh, psychology. And he's like, listen, I know exactly how to plant a seed that will grow in his mind. And it is. And the thing is, is he already. It's not like he was creating. A desire. It's like he also liked Angela. That's he's the giving. Thing. He's giving Ben permission to act on what he already what he wants. already wants. Exactly, and I love the fact that he uh, gets he pulls Emmett into this whole situation where they play this out in the classroom. I, I I would like that's again something that is not in the movies because this wasn't anywhere in creation at this point when the movies were being made actually, actually this was because she started midnight sun as an exercise to develop the character and she gave it to rob pattinson so it would inform his character yes i do remember that this would have been, okay so there are two scenes that i would love to see in the movie uh i would love to see alice and edward playing badminton in gym class and i would love to see this scene played out between ben edward and emmett that in it, spanish in <laughs> spanish class that would be great uh let's see here um what is my next thing of course the plan formed easily so that was that was pretty much the the thing there uh there was the whole mr banner's classroom Mm -hmm. uh, so that I don't have any highlights there. Do I have any highlights anywhere in this book? Oh, here we go. Here's my next highlight. How long would I be able to justify, justify my presence in her life? How much time did I have? Would I have another chance like this, a chance like this moment, uh, like this second? Would she, she would not always be within my arm's reach. And so this right here... For a second, I thought, well, is he saying, 
just to find my presence in her life, he's already planning on the fact that there's going to be one day where he's going to have to make a clean break and go. Mm-hmm. All right. And at the same time, he knows that right now is not the moment because, well, by golly, I'm going to be selfish and soak up every second I, don't I have can that have willpower with yet. Um, which I, I find fascinating because when he picks her up in chapter 11 for school, he says, from this point forward, her choice, always her choice. She never would have chosen to have him leave, but he was always preparing to not be in her life forever. Yeah. Anyway. There was a lot of conversation about, you know, inner dialogue for uh, for Edward. You know, one touch, that's no big deal. One touch wouldn't kill her, you know, and, and, of course, and then, of course, there was one touch. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, and now I would... It, it, it just goes on and on. It's like an ever-growing well, desire. Love, like he says that his hand burns um, after it because he feels her heat and he can feel like the heat of that. And um, and in Twilight, after he um, touches her cheek, her cheek tingles after. Anyway, so it goes back to the electricity that they feel. Yeah, and there's even more of that mentioned uh-huh. here as well. I like where he says Bella was like a soap bubble, soap bubble, fragile and ephemeral, temporary, temporary. And that's how he f- views her. It's mm-hmm. like, listen, it's like this. Mm-hmm. This is so insane. I mean, here today, gone tomorrow is basically what Bella is. And he knows that that could be changed, but he would never do that to her. Right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Then there was, so there was the whole gym scene where she's playing uh, badminton with Mike. And what I love about, so I went into the original um, draft and I read this. I'm sorry, the, not the original draft. I went into the original Twilight book and read this chapter from Bella's perspective. And gym class goes like like that. It's in a snap. Yeah. Right. And she's like, you know, and somehow I managed to hit myself in the face and I and hit Mike in the arm in one whack. But it is very well documented from what from uh, Mike's point of view through Edward uh, eavesdropping on the entire thing. Yes. And Bella gets ticked off when she finds out. Yes, she does. That, that he's been I eavesdropping. Think, I think that that it, it her anger comes through embarrassment because he's someone that she wants to impress and you know he can crush a car and you know he is basically indestructible in her mind and she is not yeah and it's quite clumsy. And and I love his excuse. He's like, well, you're the one who says, you, well, you've never seen me in gym class. Well, I figure I'd see I you in gym class. See you in gym. Right. She brought it up. You brought it up. Uh, let's see here. I, I caught Mike Newton's And she thoughts. should have known that he was going to. Is there anything in Twilight after she says that where she wonders if he's going to, to spy on Jim? Because... I don't remember. If I haven't she gone made there. that comment, she should have known, especially after just that morning, he listened to a whole conversation between her and Jessica while they were in class. Just wait until she finds out that he's like in her bedroom every single night. She's going to like that, though. She's weird. <laughs> All right. 
So here's my next highlight. I caught Mike Newton's thoughts. They were the loudest. While he watched Bella walk past him in oblivion, uh, her eyes unfocused and her cheeks red, he glowered and suddenly my name was mingled with curses in his head. I couldn't help grinning uh, slightly in response. So I love that Edward thinks that he needs to have this rivalry in his mind with Mike as if Mike had a chance, which he knows that Mike has no chance. So why is this such a big deal for Edward? It seems like he's very insecure in this one area. Does that, do you agree with I don't, that? I don't, I would never think that he was insecure in that area. I, I feel like, I don't know how I would, I think he's amused by it. He's definitely and, amused by it. And I I don't know. I don't know that I would describe it the, the way that you do. Well, I'm not describing that he's insecure around Mike, like Mike's a, a an opponent that he needs to be worried about. But I think he's insecure about the fact that he really doesn't believe that he ever has a chance with Bella. And Mike does because he's human. And it goes back into the last chapter where... Um, uh, let's see, Angela is yearning for Ben so bad and it seems so insurmountable. And it's like, you know, it's like, listen, you know, it's, it's, we have this kinship together that, you know, we're, we're, but, but man, if it's, it's like, she's human, he's human. This is, this is no big deal. That's not true. Compared because to she, what I'm experiencing. Just because I'm human doesn't mean I'm meant to be with every other human man on the planet or but, any other human man on the planet. It, it is... Even, even before she met Edward, she was not interested in Mike. It was never going to be Mike. Yeah. But the, the obstacles that could stand in the way of a relationship between two humans, any obstacle seems to be something that could be overcome compared to the, the, the lack of attraction to another human is not likely to be overcome just because you're both human. I I agree with your statement. I know you do. But which means Edward's stupid. So let's move on. And, and a little insecure. <laughs> anyway, I, I I just anyway, no more mistakes. That was it. Savor the memory, Edward. I told myself grimly, and keep your hands to yourself. That or I would have to force myself to leave somehow. And so now we're starting to get dialogue. He is already, I mean, he's already completely, he's already left once. Uh, went up to the north with, uh, yes, what's he, her name? Yep. What's, what is her name again? Tanya. I, Tanya. Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. Tanya. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he's already thinking about the fact that, man, I'm going to have to leave if I, and and he's leaving. If I leaning. can't walk this, this very fine line. Did you move your pen because I, I was playing with I it? I did. You suck so hard. <laughs> what am I supposed to fiddle with? There's the whole pen case. They don't over there. stick to this match. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I just took away my toddler toy. That's what it's like. Oh my no way, you're playing with a rosary now. This is gonna be so I've loud. I've never held a rosary in my life. Really? Yeah. Wow. Do you know where I got that rosary? Where? You have a couple. I don't no, know. I, I only have one rosary right now. 
And that's that. I, that I, that's the only rosary I currently own that I'm aware of. Oh, did this one come from um, the Willis's? When no, I, I don't know from, where that one is, but I used to have one from Greg Willits. Willits. That's yeah, one. and um, it was. A, it's not in your drawer upstairs. We could look, but I I've, I was through that drawer recently and I didn't see it. I would like to find that. That one, because that one was... You're quite blind when you're looking for things, so okay. maybe I should look for it. Well, I wasn't looking for it. I was in the drawer looking for something else, so it so may it have been... So it could have been right there. It, it could have been. If it was a snake, it would have so been... So I may have two. But do you know where that one came from? <laughs> no, no clue. It came from Chichen Itza. Oh, okay. Remember we were shopping for no, things? No, I don't remember the time that you took me to Mexico and almost got me left behind because <laughs> you refused to acknowledge the time change. No, I do not remember that time at all. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> yes, I do remember going to the ancient ruins with you. Yes, and, and so okay. I, that's where I bought that. Cool, so I'm just going to click it here until I, you give I, me the magnet pen back. <laughs> Give me my toy. I want my toy back. It's magnet. It sticks to your iPad. Oh, it's fascinating. <laughs> Do you want the pencil back? I mean, I was playing with it. <laughs> Thank you. Jeez, old Pete. It's got this nice line that's smooth that I can like. <laughs> I just had the funniest thought. <laughs> hey, Stephanie, do you want to record episode th- uh, uh, episode 54 where we talk no. about chapter 13 of no. the Twilight Saga? Pe- no, no, I don't. You can play with my pencil. Okay, okay let's go. I'm on my way. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know your audience. <laughs> that's so fun. Hmm. Where were you? I Edmund's don't know. Insecure and stupid, but beyond that, where are we? I don't know. I deserve it, but would you do me a favor? What favor? He asked, curious. Under my breath. Oh, the speed. Okay, so basically, um, the the uh, conversation between Emmett and oh, yeah. Edward, and the one, the point that, that I wanted. Already. Well, the only point that I wanted to make here is under my breath and at a speed that would have made the words incomprehensible to a human. So again, we this is something that we've seen in the movies. They're super speed and stuff like that. Everything is slowed down. But the one thing that I have, this is the first time I've actually considered the fact that they can communicate at a speed uh, in physical communication, but they could communicate in a way that would be imperceptible to humans. Yes. that That's pretty cool. It is. I feel like that's been mentioned before, though. That, um, you, you may be right, because guess what? I don't always pick up all the details, you know. I know. Um, so one of my favorite things is that when this is all over and Emmett says, you're right, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And remember I said I'd love to see this scene in the movie, right? <laughs> and one of the reasons what would make this funny is I can just imagine just how overboard Emmett, Emmett was. Go, yes. It says, so... so. <laughs> Emmett said, his voice louder than us. Did you ask Angelo Weber out yet? Anyway, yeah. I, that's no, yeah. totally fun. Emmett has a flair for the dramatic. Yes, he does. Yes. Yep. As evident by the fact that his favorite thing to hunt is a grizzly bear. And then, of course, right the whole, hibernation. Yeah. And then the script, how it played out. Uh, and then what I loved is it gives the Edward, the inner dialogue of Ben. And he's like, Edward Collin was going to ask Angela out. But no, I don't like that. I don't want him for her. He's not right for her. Not safe. 
And then I love what Edward says, hmm, I hadn't anticipated the chivalry, the protective instinct. Instinct. I'd been aiming for jealousy in my script. Well, and I'm adding my script, but he talked about having a script earlier. I've been aiming for jealousy, but whatever worked, you know, and so I, I, I just like that. That was fun. Uh, it seems see. that Edward has some more human psychology to study. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, Ben hasn't been somebody that is has been well, yeah. a focus for well, him to have more because, background research on. No, you're right. But also in that he has um, he has a problem with um, generalizing humans. Yes. And when Angela and Ben and Bella don't fit in his generalizations... Maybe he's got some more to learn. Yeah, I would say so. We're not cookie cutter. No, we're not. We're all kind of like individual. Imagine. Although one could argue about the mass consciousness of man, but that's a whole podcast for another time. That I won't be part of. Exactly. Very good. Okay. So uh, let's see here. My, My lab partner said it was some... Oh, okay. So this is the still the same thing there. Is there anything I wanted to bring out here? uh collins could get in the way pretending not to know oh i bit my smile it, only the haughty collins could get away with pretending not to know every student in this school yes. which is a reminder of just how small forks high school actually is yeah, yeah so. everybody knows everybody yeah okay i'll admit it that was sort of fun you brought that one up i was positive that ben would follow through and angela would receive my anonymous gift my debt was, was repaid. And that's something I do like about Edward is that he has this code of honor. There's so many things that are virtuous in his moral code, if you will, that he lives by. Yet he still stalks Stalking the a teenager. teenager in her bedroom every night. Anyway, I'm still not over that. Uh, at least Jacob didn't do that. The can dog? We, can we not go there? I just can we really not go there? Oh goodness! Because once he became, yeah, I think he might have. Yeah. Okay. Given the opportunity. So then, it, later in the chapter, I think it's uh, Mike. Mike is a total A double S, and I'm only saying that I would say the word except for the fact that I know there might be somebody listening with children in the car, but he is a total A double S. All right. I do. If here's the one thing that I think Bella is not to be considered, you know, a worthy friend uh, in this area. Mike is clearly a jerk. Mm -hmm. All right. He's clearly not interested in Jessica by any stretch of the imagination other than she's pretty. All right. But it's very clear through conversation that uh, when Jessica and Mike are out on a date. only interested in Bella because she's new and shiny. Exactly. And but when Jessica and Mike go out to dinner, they actually he's actually eyeing the waitress. He flirts with her. In front of Jessica. Yes. All right. And if and this, of course, I think came out in the conversation between Jessica and Bella, right? They talked about Edward ignoring the, the waitress. 
right? So and then, then and, she, and then okay, and then maybe Jessica's inner dialogue maybe pointed out. So might, Edward yeah. in this in Midnight Sun probably pointed out that that, that Jessica had noticed that he, he you know yes. I don't think she said those words to Bella, but she thought them yes. when she heard that yes. that Edward didn't pay attention. It's like what I thought all men did that. It's like so. Here's why I say Mike is a total jerk. So, so what? She wondered. You and Colin, huh? You and the, and then it's the inner dialogue. You and the freak. I guess if a rich guy is that important to you, I gritted my teeth at his degrading assumption. That's none of your business, Mike. It's not. He says, defensive. Mm, This is his thought. Defensive. Mm, So it's true. Crap. I don't like it. She, he says out loud. It's your business to like. She, she snapped. You don't have to. Okay. And then he, and then he's like continuing his mental problem. Why can't she see what a circus sideshow he is? Like they all are. The way he stares at her. It gives me the chills to watch. And then he says, he looks like you're, he looks at you like you're something to eat. Now, the interesting well, she thing. Which makes her giggle. It makes her laugh in in a, in a way, and and he basically now she's laughing at me. Great, and then it, they break off. Now the only thing is though is is Mike is kind of right in the fact that Edward does look like you could eat her because he could because he could, but still the fact is is that that you know just jumping to the assumption even if it's in his mind that you know I guess if a rich guy is that important to you you know and you and the freak and it's like. He obviously doesn't care for her in he any doesn't. real way. He cares that he was rejected. That's yeah. all he cares about. And then later, Mike Newton's thoughts were so loud they broke my concentration. I hate him. I wish he would die. I hope he drives that shiny car right off a cliff. Why couldn't he just leave her alone? Stick to his un- his own kind. The, to the freaks. Yes. So here's the thing. The funny part is... Number one, Mike doesn't know he's already dead. And number two, could survive driving his shiny car off of a cliff. Exactly. But anyway, I mean, what kind of jerk literally... Self-centered? He sits there and literally thinks in his own head, I hope he dies. I would love for him to die in this horrific car crash that I'm playing out in my mind right now. Someone who is self-centered, who wants Maybe your Maybe I will cut his brake line. He, Maybe well, I need to do that. I mean, this could go that way. I mean, he's still only 17. 16. So? But anyway, th- he, what I'm so, saying, though, is... I don't know if we I'm think ready of, to call him psychotic. He's just... But the fact that Bella... The fact that Bella... We've, we've learned that Bella is perceptive enough and plays her own little human psychology mm-hmm. tricks. She does. Right? Yeah. With Jessica... And she also did some human psychology voodoo mind uh, control stuff with my, I think Jessica is looking for a day, but I think she might be interested. And she totally is a terrible friend. I don't think that they're actually friends. Well, that well, even even if they were friends, I don't, you're right. I do not think Jessica She's and Bella been at are this actually friends. School for just a couple of weeks, she is communicating with the only people that she is uh, able to communicate with just because you go to school with someone doesn't mean you're automatically friends jessica is under the 
assumption, you keep your friends close and you keep your enemies closer. And Bella just grins and bears it through all of the human social in- activity interaction that she has to have. And Jessica is kind of from her from Bella's perspective. Jessica is that uppity, you know, uh, you know, just kind of like full of herself kind of person. Mike's kind of full of himself kind of person. These two are good for each other. And sh- and fair enough, Bella doesn't know the inner dialogue of him wanting to see people die. Just Edward. Edward does. Well, okay. Well, we, I don't know. who. See, the thing is, is we don't know. Mike might actually have a habitual pattern of wanting to see other men die when they're interested in the girl that he might be interested in. The latest shiny toy of the, the day. The latest shiny toy of the day. Mm-hmm. We might someday see... A, a sequel to the story where Mike's in prison and we learn how he got there. <laughs> What's going through your mind right now? Lost in your Thomas theory. <laughs> My Thomas theory was freaking amazing. And, and wrong. It, no, it was so right. And Damon and Carlton changed the story. I'm serious. I'm pretty sure they made up a whole writer's strike just to cover the fact that I they had to actually needed a couple extra months to redo the whole thing. Cliff's on to us. And he's actually published it to the world. Not, Entertainment Weekly picked it up, for goodness sake. Your narcissist is showing. <laughs> what's, so, what's wrong? Hmm? I was just checking to he's, find out where my dog is. He's on the couch. He's over there gnawing on a bone. Okay. Will actually, you... I think that he's actually licking his feet, but he's hiding his face so it looks like he's gnawing on a bone. Leo. Hi, buddy. Okay. Will you forgive me if I apologize? Uh, she thought about it for a moment. Maybe if you mean it, she decided. And if you promise not to do it again, <laughs> I wasn't going to lie to her. And there was no way I was agreeing to that. Perhaps if I offered her a different exchange. How about if I mean it and I agree to let you drive on Saturday? (laughs) And she agreed. Because clearly I'm going to do it again. Yep. Now, for my apology, I'd never tried to dazzle Bella on purpose before, but this seemed like a good moment. I stared deep into her eyes as I drove away from the school, wondering whether I was doing it right. I used my most persuasive tone. Then I am very sorry that I upset you. Her heartbeat thudded louder than before, and the rhythm was so abruptly staccato. Her eyes were huge. She looked stunned. (laughs) Your reading makes me want to strangle you. Anyway, I I read the Twilight version of this, and yes... She was affected, but it didn't seem to be as much as Edward has interpreted here. It's what he wants. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Although when he picks her up for their trip to the meadow, she passes out. (laughs) There's that. Is the trip to the meadow in this chapter? No, we haven't got there yet. I'm speaking off of Twilight, not Midnight Sun. I was like, man, did I miss something? All right. 
Uh, let's see here. I did not believe that any member of my family, except possibly Emmett, would hesitate if he or she were offered a chance back. If he or she could trade immortality for mortality again. Rosalie and I, Carlisle too, would stand in fire for it, burn for as many days or centuries as were necessary. This is new information, right? Before, beyond the draft? Or no, I think that might have still been in the draft. I think that's still in the draft. Okay. But what I'm laughing at is that I've already mentioned well, this, you mentioned, and you, mentioned you read it. it with such passion. You mentioned it in the last episode. I so. know. All right. I would have found some way to hold my ground if we were ever going to have any peace. Oh, that, that's just a mark. That is the last line in the draft, by the way. No more mistakes. I hit the gas and then sighed as she disappeared behind me. It seemed as though I was always running toward Bella or away from her, never staying in place. I would have to find some way to hold my ground if we were ever going to have any peace. And that is the final line in the draft. Yes. Then, after he leaves her, drops her off, he goes home, Rosalie shot out the front door as soon as my footsteps were audible. And he's like, oh gosh, here goes my Aston Martin. <laughs> but here, but he's already at a point where it's just a car. Yeah, he's like, you know, I deserve it. It's just a car, it. it's just a toy. If this is what you need to feel better, go ahead. I think that destroying the Aston Martin would probably hurt her more than it would give her. Well, she she's like, if she even says, or she even thought, you know, or he pointed out, if it's not going to hurt me, it would be a waste of a car. And she she right. loves cars. Right. She's the only one that loves cars as much and as so I I'm do. I'm saying it would cause her more pain than it would give her relief for, yeah, because he's already, he already doesn't care. Yeah. Emmett cocked his head to the side. Be kind to him inside the house. Uh, I could feel the shock from the rest of our audience. Uh, only Alice was unsurprised. Then how, Rosalie hissed. Don't overreact, I said, with so much with without much hope. Her owl, her eyebrows shut up. Uh, it wasn't an intentional breach. It's probably something we should have foreseen. What are you talking about? She demanded. Bella is friends with the great grandson of Ephraim Black. Now again, I love this being. This is real new content. Yes, it is. And I love this dialogue. It's like wow, that I, I never would have imagined how that played out. Where they talk about, you know, did Edward actually tell Bella? You know, but he can, never did. He never He's did. She never guessed. said the words to her. And 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 yet she guessed because of mm-hmm. what Jacob had told her. And right. and I love how how that dialogue played out. That was a great scene in this book. In it this really, chapter. It, I agree, it really was. And um and how they they talk about how they they should have foreseen that what was what was history to them is now legend to the kids the of, kids of, of the blacks. Yes. Of the and, of um, the Quillute. Yes. And and that they they should have foreseen that because without that knowledge, then those do seem like very outlandish tales. Yeah. Yeah. So just superstition and yep. mysticism just and crazy old men. Yep. Um, so I love the little bit about Jasper and how easily Carlisle was able to assuage his concerns and, mm-hmm. and he 
what what I love is like you're right, uh, Carlisle said naturally. Okay, um, Jasper listened to Carlisle's response, and he was uh, and he was concerned, uh, but his thoughts were more about leaving Alice, uh, leaving with Alice, than silencing the Quillutes. And and I just love that whole scenario, uh, getting that backstory of what's mm-hmm. going on on the Collins side of things, right. You know, of course, from Twilight, Bella is so obsessed with what she's feeling and what she's got going on in her life. And but at the same time, though, she's like, well, you know, um, you know, I wonder if, you know, Bella does, you know, she's like, I wonder if they if he's told her family yet, when will I get to meet them? And Mm -hmm. so she's not always in in her own head and, and always being selfish either. No. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so there's that. And then she looked at me for a long moment, thinking about going ahead with the destruction, testing me to see if I was bluffing. I, shr- I shrugged at her. Just the toy, Rose. Just the toy. You've changed, she said. Far between her, uh, she said, from between her teeth again. I nodded. I know. That was a touching moment mm-hmm. in their relationship. She did sense, oh my gosh, you, you, you've, you've changed. changed. And here's what here's one of the things that I love about it is that there is so much emphasis putting on the fact that they are unchanging, that they are frozen in place, but they can change and they can become better versions of themselves. And they and so they're not so unchanging and frozen in time. Yep. Absolutely. I sat at the top of the stairs, Alice beside me. Both of us listening to the conversation upstairs. There was no tension in Alice. She knew how it was going to end. She showed me, and my tension vanished as well. The conflict was over before it started. Jasper admired Carlisle as much as any of us did, and he was happy to follow his lead until he thought Alice might be in danger. I found that I understood Jasper's perspective more easily now. It was strange how much I hadn't understood before Bella. She had changed me more than I had known it was possible for me to change and still remain myself. Mm-hmm. And thus is the end of chapter 12. Yes. And everything moving forward is new content. Brand spanking new content. And Stephanie would probably even come down and do commentary without my Apple Pencil. I don't know. I'm really enjoying the pencil. <laughs> I can tell. I love it. It's like a fidget spinner for you. I don't like those. I know you don't, but you clearly like my Apple pencil. Look, it's did you sti- know it's, it's it'll sti- stick to your phone? Sti- it'll it was it'll actually stick on your iPad I, I the know. same that it would stick on mine. I know, but I, I like that I can make it stick to my cover as well. Awesome. Do you want to tell it people? It doesn't click as loud against my cover as it does if I was doing yeah. that. Yeah, and every time you do, the reason why I took the pencil away from you is every time you do that, it actually pulls a thing on my display. It says awesome. your Apple pencil has now been attached. And awesome, here's the percentage. so I'm annoying you as well? You should not have told me that. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, you do. So Stephanie. Yes. Tell folks about the Family from the Heart podcast. That other podcast you make me do. <laughs> oh, God. I am teasing. If I can't come down here and have fun, why do I come down here? You you can tease all you want. Okay. Tell us so about the, tell folks about the, Family from the Heart. Family from the Heart um, 
is a podcast that Cliff and I do together where we talk about what's going on in the lives of the Ravenscrafts. I mean, I really feel like quoting the intro right now, but I'm not gonna. Um, why we do some of the things we do, what's going on in our lives, what's going on with our kids. Um, we've been doing the show for like a hundred years. It's it's been I think it's been over a decade, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, we started in two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand seven. We, we took a couple. I don't know, we a long we time, did take but, a couple so taken, of years yeah. off, but we just recently relaunched. We just we published episode four eighteen, and what depending. I mean, on and it's so here. Here's here's something that just really like blows my mind is that you can Megan, um, our oldest daughter, is twenty one years old now. And she was listening to an episode from 2009, maybe. I think it was from 2009. Anyway, um, she can go back and listen to things. And so she sent me this text message. I just listened to this um, Family from the Heart episode from 2009. And... um, and I remember like all of the things that y'all were talking about. Um, we talked about having a marshmallow fight and there was a movie that we went to go see while you were out of town. And and she says, it seems like you guys were trying to make memories with us intentionally. And it worked because I remember every one of those things. Yeah. And so I love that this po- that, that podcast has given our kids a way to go back and see their whole growing up. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Megan was eight years old when we started. Something like that. So, and then, uh, the, I mean, Matthew would have been about seven or six and a half. And yep. then uh, McKenna would, was just born. Three. <laughs> she uh, was just born when we started Lost. She, she was, was just born when we started Lost. But it, but we didn't start the, I mean, the family from the heart didn't start too much later than that. Yeah. About a year. She and was a half. like two or three, yeah. and and she's sixteen now. So, like, there's this whole archive of our life, and so and that's what family from family from the heart is. It it is our life. It is, um, you know, <laughs> there are there are some very fun times. There's an episode called that episode where I kind of lose my filter on um i don't have a filter but i have a podcasting filter <laughs> and i lost it that moment um and it was fun it was freeing <laughs> <laughs> anyway so so that that's what family from the heart i mean i could keep talking about it but that, i think i've good. done i think done. that's it. i mean yeah. anybody who is going to resonate so. and be appealing find that show appealing you, you've given enough description to make them interested. Mm-hmm. And so I encourage you to check out, fa- look, do a search for Family from the Heart with Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft uh, in your favorite podcast directory. Just search for Family from the Heart is what you want to search for. If you don't find it in your favorite podcast directory, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com, and I will get it in there and tell you how you can subscribe to it in- immediately. But you could also find it on the web at familyfromtheheartpodcast.com. And once again, I want to give a special shout out to my other fan podcast that I that's a relatively new launch for me. It's the Lord of the Rings fan podcast. You can find that at lordoftheringspodcast.com or search for Lord of the Rings fan podcast. 
And of course, you're good gonna luck. have to search for Cliff. You're going to have to search yeah. for me because there are thousands of podcasts devoted to the Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. Uh, the other thing, HungerGamesPodcast.com should get a mention here. Uh, go check it out. The archives are there. We covered all of the books. Uh, we covered the first the movie, and we refused. We, didn't cover the- we did not cover all the movies because the movies kind of started to suck. I think. Or know. we were just so far out of our, so far know. in our past that we decided maybe we should go back and do the movies sometime. And maybe, like I said, one way or another, I'd like to do that I prequel. I remember those movies sucking, though. Like Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe there were other reasons why we didn't yeah. do it. Anyway, HungerGamesPodcast.com, all of the books are covered. Yes. And we enjoyed those books immensely. We did. And we covered I'm those well. I'm almost positive that... Um, Allison Lucan is the one who recommended that I read Hunger Games in the first place. Yeah. So check that out. It'd be a good good podcast as well. Lord of the Rings fan podcast at lordoftheringspodcast.com. Hunger Games podcast. Uh, fan, Hunger Games fan podcast at hungergamespodcast.com. And I, I would just invite you, if you want to check out some of the stuff that I've got on uh, going on personally and professionally, Check out the Cliff Ravenscraft Show in your favorite podcast directory. Just look up Cliff Ravenscraft and you'll find the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Yeah. All right. This is fun. That was it. Stephanie, until next time, what do we want them to do? Find birthday cake. Like, that's what I want to do. <laughs> there you go. Has <laughs> anybody got a birthday I can come say hi at? <laughs> like, I am craving birthday cake. What, isn't that weird? It is not weird, but I... Oh, but what? my nephew turns one today yesterday sometime but his birthday party is on sunday birthday cake there you go fist bump bump. all right sorry i'm very very distracted by my craving for cake until next time go find some birthday cake